The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Simon Tierney back with another edition of the Shopping Trolley Hotline. Simon, what are we taking to the till this week? Would you be a hummus man yourself? I love a bit of hummus. Yeah. Now, where would you take a scoop of hummus? Uh, put a hummus on a cracker. Mm. Uh, cream cracker, classic uh, square Jacob's cream cracker. Would you put it in a sandwich? Um, yes, I would be partial to hummus in a sandwich. Would Depends you what dip else a going carrot? In. I would dip a carrot, I would dip a slice of apple, dip some celery mm. into hummus, I would dip my finger into hummus, I would dip a teaspoon into hummus and just eat it. So your wonderful producer Claire yesterday said, well, are you going to be bringing carrots in to dip into the hummus? And I said, I know Karen Cuddy and I know he will take it direct from the pot with a spoon. The way God intended <laughs> hummus to be eaten. How are you spelling hummus? Now, that's a tricky one, because I always thought H-U-M-M-U-S. Yes, yeah, so did I. But each of the three products we have here spell it the H-O-U-M-O-U-S way, which was a revelation to me. I never even noticed that before. I think H-U-M-M-U-S is a kind of a Yank spelling, mm. and this is kind of the British-Irish spelling is the sense that I get. So what do we have? What are our three products before okay. us? Well, what is hummus, first of all? And like the most basic <clears throat> version of it. Okay, so hummus must have five central ingredients. Okay. Chickpeas, tahini, lemon, garlic and olive oil. Chickpeas, obviously, being the, no, the number one. Like hummus as a word translates directly from Arabic as chickpeas. So it actually just means chickpeas in a different language. Okay, so those are the five ingredients that everything must have, but then there are different versions of hummus that have uh, added ingredients. So what do we have here? Okay, so um, at the lower end of the scale price-wise, we've got Tesco's Hummus Eastman's brand, which is made by Tesco. Okay. And that's 200 grams. It's coming in at 85 cent. So that's the cheapest one. Now, I should say that all the top supermarkets in Ireland have price matched that. So you can get a basic hummus from your Dunn's um, and your Tesco and your uh, Little for 85 cent. But just for uh, the sake of variance and variety, we have different flavours today. So we've got little Moroccan-style hummus. 200 grams is €1.39. Now, there are a lot more ingredients in it. And then at the top end, we've got Dunn's beetroot hummus. Mm. That's a striking purple colour. Um, it kind of looks like eaten mess, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it a raspberry-coloured yeah. um, hummus. That's uh, 170 grams, and that's the most expensive product today, €2.25, which is 165% pricier than the Tesco product. What is the difference then between these three products besides price? Yeah, so the big the big difference here when you're looking at hummus is you want to check out the chickpea content and the tahini content. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to make hummus at home, Kieran. Um, on the face of it, it doesn't seem like a difficult thing to make because there's so few ingredients. But you're always searching at the back of the press to see if you have any tahini. Now, do Tahini, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's basically a very concentrated sesame seed paste. It's quite expensive. So it's really the most expensive ingredient in um, hummus. And it's really interesting when you compare these three products, you see perhaps why the Dunn's product is 165% more expensive because it has double the amount of tahini 
than the other two. Um, it has 12% tahini, while the little just has 6%. It so, even says it on it. Earthy and sweet with beetroot, tahini and lemon. So they go out of their way to point out not just the beetroot, but also the tahini. Yeah. And that brings me to my next point. I mean, uh, you know, when I was throwing this out to a couple of my colleagues on the floor earlier, people were turning up their nose at the idea of putting beetroot in tahini or in uh, hummus. Like, why would you do that? I came to beetroot later in life, probably because uh, my mum was always a big fan of it when we were growing up and I just thought it was the most disgusting thing in the world. But I actually love a bit of beetroot. And I think it goes really, really well mixed with hummus. I'm going to start eating. I'm going to start with the um, Eastman's from Tesco. This is the plainest hummus we have. I noticed as well the use by date is today. So I think you're kind of cleaning out your fridge basically is what you're doing. (laughs) I would mm. never do that to you, Kieran. Um, but it'd be really helpful if you just finished that. Nice, today. yeah. Mm. Now, a lot of people complain, uh, not a lot of people, but some people complain Sorry. about this particular hummus because it has corn flour in it. Okay. Anyone, any of your listeners will know that corn flour is that thing you reach to in the press when you need to thicken it something. It is thicker. It is thicker. Um, <laughs> it's a really natural it, thickening yeah, it, agent. Um, it, it's a little lumpy, the texture in it, but I kind of like that. Mm. I think there's a bit more going on. Sometimes it can be too smooth. For me, that one that you just tasted, the Tesco one, it's a little bit more acidic than the other two. Um, now, some people like a lemony, acidic hummus. Me, on the other hand, I like a smoother one. Mm. So Kieran is now moved on to our middle priced item which is Lidl's Moroccan hummus just to explain to listeners because I know you're probably experiencing a bit more sweetness there Kieran Mm. this one has caramelised onion apricots and sultanas in it delicious which is the Moroccan style of hummus what do you think of that one? that is lovely isn't it? yeah really really nice it's gorgeous like that Mm. if you dip like carrots or maybe a tortilla chip into that really really nice and finally, Karen is moving on to the pièce de la résistance. This in your is mind. The, in my mind. This is the eaten mess, or <laughs> it looks like eaten mess. It is the beetroot hummus. Mm. It's a really striking raspberry purple colour. It is delicious. Simon, I think I prefer Moroccan style hummus. You like the little? Mm. Okay, very good. Mm. Yeah. I, like... I'm just, I'm actually, I'm down to the bottom of the bowl, the uh, the container here. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely delicious. I don't know why people ruin hummus by introducing other ingredients, other food items yeah. into it. You just need a spoon or your finger. That yeah. is the way to eat oh, hummus. Oh, I totally understand mm. what you're saying. It's like, it's like taking a beautiful chocolate bar, like a galaxy, and then they start doing different things with it. Just leave it the way it used to be. Um, so listen, um, yeah, I think you and I, we probably prefer these two, like the Moroccan style and the beetroot topper. Would you be that number two? Yeah, but at the same time, Sorry, Kieran, I if you were on a desert island for the rest of your life, you're probably going to choose the most basic one. Like those other two, they're great because they're a little bit different. But would you want to be buying it every single week? Probably not. I guess the plain hummus uh, is better suited to other uh, accoutrements. Um, What's the provenance of these? Um, So you'll notice that the Lidl one is Moroccan style. (laughs) Style being the important word there. Um, The only one that we truly know, uh, Kieran's still lashing into it there, Mm. uh, where it's from, is the Dunn's. 
is actually uh, made in the UK, uh, which is a bit surprising. And the other two, we don't have information on its provenance, on their provenance. I should say that the Lidl one is the most complex product in terms of the amount of spices in it. It has coriander, chili, turmeric, cumin, and paprika. So there's a lot going on in that one. Quite impressive from Lidl. Absolutely uh, delicious. Now, take a listen to this. I've seen stars reborn in your eyes, skies on fire tonight. One life is never long enough. One life is never long enough. At last call, turn out the lights. I hope I treated you right. One life is never long enough for us to make. Okay, so Dermot Kennedy's album, Sonder, was number one in the charts uh, this week last year. In the Shopping Trolley Hotline this week last year, Simon, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about digestive biscuits. Yeah, much more interesting. Um, I was really struck this week. This was the largest price disparity that we've seen since we started the Shopping Trolley Rewind uh, about a month or so ago, Kieran. Um, if you take the, the market leader in this area would be McVitie's. In fact, they're the, they are the legitimate inventor of the digestive biscuit in the late 19th century. So 12 months ago, when we covered this on the Shopping Trolley hotline, it was retailing at €1.75. Okay. Which is still an expensive product for, you know, price for biscuits. If you buy it this week, it's going to cost you €2.29, right? That's over 50, a 50 cent increase in the price. That's huge. We haven't seen that on any other edition of this. Plus, it gets worse. They've reduced the size of the packet. What? So there's less biscuits in it. This time last year, the packet was 400 grams. This week, if you buy it, it looks the same, but it ain't the same. It's 360 grams. Ah, right. Well, you take both of that into account. I mean, that's about a 30% increase in price. It's it's outrageous. Per crumb. It's also the first time on Shopping Trolley Rewind that we've seen a product sneakily reduce the size of their packet as well. For shame. Shrinkflation. For shame, McVitie's. I hope you're listening. Simon Tierney, we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.